1: This is episode number 26 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your gluttonous host, Leroy Luna, and I'm coming at you straight out of my closet with a couple tales of flailing arms and flaring tempers at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Human behavior at its absolute finest. It's going to be great. Before we get into all that, I just want to thank everyone that's been listening. I'm working hard behind the scenes on a few things. You're going to start noticing ads on the show soon? Don't worry, just one, maybe two per episode. Sometimes none. Nothing too crazy. I'm not going to bombard you with them or anything. But hey, you never know. You might hear about some products you'd like to check out. I'm also going to start up a Patreon, hopefully in April, if not May. I'm trying to find the time to get that going. So look out for that in the near future if you're interested. Merch. Lots of people have been asking about that. By lots, I mean probably four but hopefully that's something I can get going sometime further down the road. I've put all this stuff off for quite a while, just concentrating on growing the show, being consistent, and now that I'm getting pretty comfortable here, I think it's time. I seriously love podcasting, and who knows? Maybe I can make this my full-time gig someday. That's the dream, and I'm going to throw on a pair of spandex shorts, slip into some comfortable running shoes, and do my best to chase it down. And even if things don't go as planned, at the very least, I get to interact with lots of you cool people around the world and get to have a pretty badass hobby. Either way, it's all good, baby. I hope to do this for another 20, 25 years, so I hope you'll all come along on this journey with me and we can grow old together. And if you're already old, thank you for being a friend. I'm honored that I get to hang out with you through your golden years. That's enough housekeeping for now, so let's hear a couple jokes, then get down to business. These jokes were sent to me from my pal Laura. She's listening over in Puerto Rico. She says, Am I the only one really annoyed by stair lifts? They just drive me up the wall. They sure do. You're not alone there, Laura. And the next one is food-related and French. I'm going to do my best on this one, so here goes. Why do the French eat only one egg for breakfast? Because one egg is enough. Alright, you know what that sound means. Everyone hop in and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. Don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home in time to use your own toilet. Tonight, we're going to feast like kings and queens. I hope you brought a pair of your finest sweatpants with a stretchy waistband, because you're going to need it. Episode number 26, Brawlin' at the Buffet. The four greatest words in the English language, all you can eat. Whoever invented the buffet is a genius. So delicious. So much food, so little time. To be honest, I've always had a love-hate relationship with buffets. My eyes love them, but my belly hates them. When the heck else is it okay to chow down on that crazy combination of food? Picture this. You just finished hitting up your local all-you-can-eat buffet, and you pop over to your friend's place for a visit. They say, come on in. We're just finishing dinner, having burgers and fries. I'll fix you up a plate. You politely decline, saying, no thanks. I'm stuffed. Couldn't eat another bite. They say, oh yeah? What'd you have? Your cheeks go kind of red as you list off the foods you just toss down your gullet like a human garbage disposal. Pasta, garlic bread, chicken wings, chicken balls, chicken chow mein, chicken fried rice, shrimp... Mashed potatoes, steak, lobster, pasta salad, potato salad, Caesar salad, half a pineapple, some strawberries, three bowls of ice cream, some cheesecake. Oh, and a Diet Coke, because I'm watching my figure. Your friend looks at you in horror, asking, why the hell you would eat all that? Then you explain, oh, I was at the buffet. Then they go, oh, well, in that case, got to get your money's worth. And suddenly everything's okay. I always say if you don't leave the buffet full of guilt and regret, then you ain't doing it right. The people in this episode definitely leave their dining experience full of guilt and regret, but not because of their bulging waistlines. Okay, I hope you brought some aids because today we're headed to not one, but two all-you-can-eat buffets. Things are going to get heated, and I'm not talking about the food. We will cover two separate incidents that happened in two different states, just one day apart. And the crazy thing is, the mayhem was all caused by the same popular food item. Can you guess what the food item is? Stay tuned to find out. That's enough teasing. Now that I have you on the edge of your seat, let's chow down on our first story. And it takes place in Huntsville, Alabama. According to our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com, Huntsville receives a 4 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 4% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 113. Huntsville is nicknamed Rocket City, as it's home to the U.S. Space and Rocket Center and Nassau's Marshall Space Flight Center. It's also home to the lesser-known Meteor Buffet, where the food is out of this world. And that's where we find ourselves today. Buffets are always hit and miss. Some are better than others. This one seems okay. It's described as having typical Chinese dishes along with hibachi options and sushi presented in a comfy buffet setting. Out of 1,218 Google reviews, it has a 4 out of 5 star rating. Let's hear a couple of those reviews to get a feel for the place. As usual, to stay neutral, I'll read a 1 star and a 5 star. Let's start with the 1 star. This one came in about a year ago from a disappointed Shannon Hooper. And she says... If I could give this place no stars, I would. I went there November 3rd, 2019. When we walked in, it smelled funny. And it took them five minutes to even get my husband and I seated. When we called up there, we were told the snow crab legs and crawfish were in the buffet. They were not. Then the food was overcooked or cold. A piece of sushi I got? The meat had mold on it. And our waitress? Was trashy. Okay. And now let's hear a five-star review via Joanne Vest. And this one came in just five days ago. I would give this 10 stars if there was a place I could do it. It is awesome food, always fresh, always hot, always plentiful. Really nice people work there, good servers. We have ate there many times. We have never walked away unhappy. They were closed for a while after the pandemic, and we are so very happy to be back there today. They are back in business again. Spread the word so this place could stay open. It is a wonderful place. And they have American food and Chinese food. Also a hibachi bar. Give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, so a couple of very differing opinions. Strange how one wanted to give no stars and the other wanted to give 10. That is something I haven't thought about lately. I'm sure a lot of buffets will be going out of business or at the very least taking a big hit with the pandemic. Buffets are notorious for being germ infested. They put those sneeze guards up for protection, but I mean, you got all this food sitting out and people hovering over it, getting their grubby paws all up in there. I think you'll be seeing less and less of these places going forward, which is a shame. But the Meteor Buffet is still open for business, so good for them. Anyways, let's go back to February 22nd, 2019. A simpler time. It's Friday night, and the place is pumping. Families are sitting down to a nice meal, enjoying each other's company. Good food, great atmosphere. It's just a typical night at the Meteor Buffet. Things are running smoothly. The only concern would be that the crab legs have been all snatched up. That's okay. They're preparing more in the back, boiling those beauties and spicing them up. And they should be out shortly. Okay, it's taken a little longer than usual. A lineup has been forming and people are becoming restless. It's been about 15-20 minutes now. This could be a disaster. Ah, never mind. The crab legs are finally here. Woo! Crisis averted. Or not. Because once those crab legs hit the tray, it becomes a free-for-all. A fishy frenzy indeed. People are now cutting in line, shouting at each other. Ain't nobody got time for manners. This is serious. Gerald Johnson, an off-duty police officer just trying to get his grub on, had this to say in an interview with WHNT19 News. Quote, They'd been waiting there for the crab legs for a good 10-20 minutes. When they finally came out, it's very heated, especially if someone has taken more than their fair share. Literally, as I sat down and maybe took two bites out of my plate, there's a woman who's beating a man. People are moving around, plates are shattering everywhere. End quote. Things were getting wild between the middle-aged woman and grumpy old man who were throwing down. And that's when things got weird. Metal on metal could be heard clanging throughout the building as they started jousting with the tongs. Officer Johnson, quote, It's not something you typically hear, if you can imagine a fencing match, end quote. When the fight was finally broken up, it was the old man who received the brunt of the damage. The balding brawler had a gash on his forehead, likely from the tongs. Those things are no joke. In his mugshot, he's got a band-aid on his head, and he does not look impressed. The woman's hair looks pretty frazzled, but she's looking at the camera like, Yeah, that's right. I messed that old man up and I'd do it again. The woman, Chiquita Jenkins, was actually there with her kids. And she got charged with third-degree assault, which is a misdemeanor. And the crabby curmudgeon, John Chapman, was charged with disorderly conduct. Like I said before, most people leave a buffet ashamed of themselves for what they ate. These two did the walk of shame for much more serious reasons. Hey, that's what happens when you're hungry. We turn into wild animals. Jenkins and Chapman both later admitted to letting their tempers get the best of them. Let's hope they learn their lesson. And this was all over crab legs, which coincidentally is the food involved in the other incident as well. I never knew crab legs were such a hot commodity. Not a big fan of them myself, that's probably why I've never noticed. They always seem like a lot of work. I personally don't see the appeal. In fact, my rule's always been if I'm cracking open a pair of legs, Chowing down on the juicy meat inside? If I get a whiff or taste of seafood, I am out of there. <laughs> Sorry, that was uncalled for, but it had to be said. So how can we avoid these seafood scraps from recurring? Inside Edition actually did a great little piece on the crab leg controversy. They interviewed Rocky Abdullah, owner of La Grande Buffet in Fairview, New Jersey. Inside Edition's investigator Lisa Guerrero asked him, what have you done at your restaurant to control people from getting violent over the crab legs? His answer was simple. I just decided to move them behind the counter and give two to everybody, so we can make everybody happy. End quote. Simple yet effective solution. Just for kicks, Rocky stocked up the buffet with crab legs to see what would happen, and guess what? Those bad boys disappeared in 42 seconds flat, gobbled up by three greedy gluttons. Lisa Guerrero went to another buffet where two dudes scooped up nearly the whole bin of luscious legs. She gasped. Are you going to leave some for anybody else? They just carried on as if she didn't exist. All right. Two guys took almost all the crab legs, she said, shaking her head. This was clearly staged as there's no way these guys didn't notice Guerrero standing there with a camera crew behind her. But you get the point. People go cuckoo for crustaceans. Looking back, I guess I remember seeing people waiting for certain items at the buffet. Probably crab legs. I just couldn't be bothered to wait around to see why everyone was waiting around. Of course, Canada's a little different, though, eh? We'd be fighting each other, trying to give them away. Oh, no, you take them, eh? No, you have them, bud. I'll just have a poutine instead. Upon further investigation of the reviews of the Meteor Buffet, it appears as though they finally figured things out. Well, sort of. A lady named Empress... Left a two-star review saying, quote, "The food was good, was hot. The only downside is you got to pay five dollars per plate of crab legs, and they gave me two little scrawny pieces. And flies were every freaking where. I was annoyed. Won't be going back." End quote. See, all it takes is a couple bad apples to spoil it for everyone. Got to hand it to him though, charging five bucks a plate is a surefire way to scare off those scavengers for show. Sure. Okay, what do you say we continue this party? It is now only 24 hours after the incident in Alabama. It's February 23rd, 2019, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. And as my buddy Elton John once said, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get a little action in. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to Queens, which is one of the five boroughs in New York City. New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do except act like a civilized human being around Crablex. Apparently Alicia Keys has never been to Queen's Buffet on Atlantic Avenue. Great tune, though. There's no denying that. According to our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com, Queen's receives a 37 on the crime index, so it's safer than 37% of U.S. cities. Better than I thought, to be honest. This buffet is located in a neighborhood called Ozone Park, which by most accounts seems to be a friendly area, very diverse. The Queen's Buffet is still open for business. Their Facebook page describes it as a comfortable and spacious atmosphere. Interior of the restaurant is attractive with an Asian touch. Soothing plants, wide booths, and even a trickling water fountain stocked with koi. This is sure a great place to dine in, casually, or celebrate events. Queen's Buffet receives a 3.6 star rating along with 788 Google reviews. I'm going to do this differently and read a couple one-stars that I found interesting about the wait staff. Anya W. says, If I could have given zero stars, I would have. That's original. The food was cold, tasted stale, and while we were having the dessert, the server, who we did not see all night, brought over our bill and kept standing there waiting for us to pay. We did not even ask for our bill. We just sat down to have dessert, and the place was not even busy. We could not finish our dessert because he was hovering. So as my husband took out the money, the server told him to give him a good tip. I looked at him and told my husband, just pay and let us leave. And their prices are ridiculous for a buffet. You're better off taking your money and going to a restaurant. Who charges $21 per adult and drinks not included? We go to brunch and have bottomless drinks and great food for $32. Stay away from here. This next one is from an angry Reginald Moscoso. Here's what he had to say of his experience. The food was stale. The service was terrible. Even after a 15% tip, the waitress, whom only brought us drinks because we got our own plates, food, and utensils, hence being a buffet, still wanted more money. First time and never again will I be returning to eat here. Wild. There are more comments about waitstaff being aggressive, telling people how much to tip. Any place I've worked where we received tips Those are a bonus, and we were always told to never talk about them in front of customers. Definitely not ask for or complain about them. That type of behavior will get your ass fired in a hurry. So yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. Alright, I think we've set the table here for our dining experience, so let's get into it. Saturday night around 7pm. The restaurant's busy, people enjoying a night out, eating that stale, cold-ass food, being harassed for tips by the employees. You know, a typical weekend at the Queen's Buffet. And of course, the crab legs have run out again, as they always do. Now there's a viral video of the action, but exact details of how this brawl started are sketchy. New York Post interviewed a 39-year-old woman who said her name was Christine. And this is her version of events, how it all started. They can't be confirmed, and she comes out as the victim here, so let's take her comments with a grain of salt. Christine said her boy, who's 10 years old, was waiting at the front of the line for the crab legs when this lady pushed him aside with her hip, gave him a little hip check, and kind of got in front of him. That's when Karen, I mean Christine, stepped in and said, quote, I was like, can you please do me a favor? I would appreciate it if you kept your hands off my child, end quote. It was her butt, not her hands, but you get the picture. Hip check, rude, no doubt. But Christine's reaction? Slightly exaggerated, so you can kind of see where this is headed. The lady then comes over to Christine and says, You already had the first two batches. This is unconfirmed. Christine then tries to be reasonable. She says, Listen, he's ten years old. He's going to grab maybe six or seven and we're leaving. We're going to keep it moving. Six or seven sounds like a lot, doesn't it? It's probably close to a third of the batch. Regardless, the back and forth is a little sassy on both sides but still not a cause for too much concern. That is, until this lady blows the whole thing up with three words. She turns around, glares at Christine, and says, Privileged white bitch. (laughs) What? That's right, she went there, girlfriend. That's when people started shouting and rushing in, and all hell broke loose. I rarely mention people's race on the show, unless it's relevant in some way. I just don't feel the need to do so. The previous incident in Alabama between Chiquita Jenkins and John Chapman. She was black and he was white. And now this. Coincidence? Could have been. Was there some racial tension going on to add fuel to the fire in these incidents? Eh, maybe. But I can't confirm that. What I do know 100% is crab legs were heavily involved, so let's just keep the focus on that. Less controversial. Booty Chan, manager of the Queen's Buffet, had this to say. They had kids. Both groups were families. It was out of control because at that time, it was full, so we were busy with customers. I know they started shouting, yelling, so I told them, calm down, calm down, end quote. When he realized the two parties, one a group of seven, the other a group of 16 couldn't be calmed, Chan called 911 to let the police handle it. Let's now shift our focus to Donna Brown, a customer who was dining with her family. When she heard the ruckus, she started filming it on her phone posting it on her Facebook Live. The video went viral, and for good reason. The footage isn't the greatest, but Donna is hilarious, and her narration of events and her enthusiasm is worth checking out. She goes, Listen, y'all, I had to come out here to let y'all see this. I'm in a buffet, and they are fighting over crab legs. She says crab legs about a hundred times. She starts chanting it while people are throwing punches and scrapping in the middle of the buffet. It's great. You can hear people swearing and shouting. It's an intense scene. The action stops, then picks up again a couple times. You can hear glass shattering, to which Donna says, Craziness! They throwing glass around. This shit is getting real now. Crab legs, crab legs, y'all. You see this shit? We are at the buffet in Queens. Share this, motherfucker. Because this is stupid. It really is embarrassing, though. People tackling each other, slapping, kicking, flailing arms. Some lady walks by the camera adjusting her brassiere. Crazy and scary. Luckily, things didn't escalate past a few sloppy punches and pulled hair. Amidst the mayhem and confusion, you can see people grabbing their stuff and leaving. Donna Brown quote, Everybody cut out. They were scared. And they didn't pay. (laughs) They had a lot of free bills. She looks around for a moment and says, Maybe we should have left. No, that would be wrong, right? <laughs> End quote. I love her. You know what? She brings up a good point, though. Why not? The restaurant probably shouldn't have charged them anyway due to the inconvenience. Donna pointed out a white lady walking by, bruised and battered with a bloody neck. This must have been Christine. She got messed up. Christine, quote, I have a bald spot from where they ripped my hair out. End quote. What a crazy night. Kyle Swin commented on the Fox News article saying, Just one in a list of many reasons why I don't eat at buffets, I guess. Can't disagree with that one. By the time police arrived, the seafood scrappers had left and everything had calmed down. They were pursuing the main people involved, but as far as I can tell, no arrests were ever made. Manager Chan admitted this wasn't the first time there was crab leg controversy at his restaurant. Quote, Mostly the customers argue with the crab legs because when the crab legs come out, People just rush and take them. If we have a few guests when they come out, after maybe one or two minutes, the crab legs are gone. End quote. So they must have done something to remedy this situation since this tense encounter took place, right? Doesn't look like it. A couple weeks ago they posted a picture of some seasoned up crab legs on their Facebook page with the caption All you can eat exclamation mark, to which a desperate potential customer named Denise said, Where is this? At 21 bucks per person, I can now see why the Queen's buffet is so pricey. Not only do you get dinner, you also get to see some fights. The last pay-per-view I ordered cost me 50 bucks and that wasn't including food or drinks. So I'd say, that's one heck of a deal. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 26: Brawling at the buffet. I hope you enjoyed the insanity as much as I did. Buffets are a subject we may have to revisit again someday. Love it. I'm not sure what it is about these places, but they seem to bring out the worst in people. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing the sweet sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time. So let's get criminal. Criminal. I wanna get criminal. Okay, I'm going to read this one myself, and it comes in via Abby from Tennessee. She even gave her story a title, My Own Personal Racetrack. When I was in college in the 80s, I worked as a lifeguard during the day and as a waitress at a Denny's at night. I think everyone knows what a Denny's is, a then popular chain of open 24-hour diners with an enormous menu. I worked from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. to cover the time when the bars closed and all the drunks would come for cheap eats and coffee. I lived 8 miles from the Denny's, and to get there, I took two quick turns out of my neighborhood onto a major street, and the Denny's was a straight shot down the road. There were also eight stoplights between my house and Denny's. Because I was in college and working two jobs and needed as much sleep as I could get, I wanted to get home as quickly as possible. So when I left work at about 3 in the morning... I began to time myself to see how long it took me to get home. But all those stoplights were a pain in the butt. And I never understood why they turned red when there was no other car at the intersection. I became impatient with sitting at a red light with no traffic visible in any direction. And a couple times I went through the red light. I felt really guilty the first time. Like a cop would arrive out of nowhere and stop me. So I began to slow down approaching the lights. Waiting for them to turn green so I wouldn't have to come to a complete stop. Again, I rarely passed anyone on the road at 3 in the morning. Soon my little game progressed from just slowing down to anticipate the green lights to timing myself to see just how fast I could actually get home. 8 miles, 8 stoplights. I got better and better at my little game. If I saw approaching headlights, I'd let off the gas immediately and tap the brakes, then speed up again after the car had passed. The last night I did my little game, I was so far into it, I had completely forgotten that speed limits existed. I was on a roll. I had made seven of the lights without slowing down that much at all. And I was on my way to my eight-minute goal when the blue lights appeared in my rearview mirror, and the cop who pulled me over furiously yelled at me, Do you think this is your own personal racetrack? He told me my speed was 74 in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. That's 119 kilometers in a... 56 kilometers zone for those of you in metric land. Fortunately, he did not arrest me, as I was about 20 and had no incidents on my record, and it was obvious I was going home from work. But I did get a $350 fine and 5 points on my license, which equaled about one step away from getting a suspended license. My parents were also really upset, to say the least. I was allowed to keep driving the car, but I never did that kind of reckless driving ever again. Love the show, Leroy? Abby from Tennessee. Thanks, Abby. I'm very familiar with Denny's. I used to go there quite often to get my late-night grub on and can totally relate to trying to time traffic lights at night. Still do it. But damn, you were motoring. Love that story. Denny's, the 80s, cruising down the main drag at unsafe speeds, getting pulled over by the cops. That story had it all. Thanks so much, Abby, for sharing that blast from the past. If you want to have a story on the show, Write or record it and email me at excuse me that's illegal at gmail.com and we'll make it happen. Hey, maybe you even have a crazy buffet story to share. I'd be down to play that as well. Okay. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for a fantastic true crime podcast called Murderific. Bernadette covers a lot of interesting cases you won't hear everywhere else. And she's not afraid to get into all the nitty gritty details. It's pretty great. But I'll let her tell you all about it in a moment. As for myself, I'll be back here to hang out with you in another 10 days with more softcore scumbaggery. Peace. All right, take it away, Bernadette.
0: the host of murderific true crime podcast murder plus horrific equals murderific i cover some cases from the state of maine in the united states and all over the world mass murders domestic abuse unsolved cases serial killers and mostly lesser known subjects we don't shy away from the details but we do that with all respect this is an entertainment These are real people's lives, and I'm here to tell their story. Join me for my Season 5 reboot, and together we will be executing podcasts one crime at a time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.